When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. What a week this is going to be. What a week this is going to be. It's Sacramento. It's Golden State. Game one on Saturday at 530. I am back in Sacramento. So great to be back here in NorCal. Get ready for the NBA playoffs. How about that for you? Game one. Watch party. Bennett's in Roseville. Eureka and Lead Hill Road. Ryan and I are going to be doing the show out there. Pre-game. We'll probably do an hour pre-game show. Halftime. Post-game. Come out and watch the game with us at Bennett's in Roseville this Saturday. Game one at 530. How are you? Everybody doing well? So good to have everybody here. Let's not mess around. Let's get into this, okay? Kings and Warriors. There's something I want to say. And I hope you understand where I'm coming from when I say this. There's been a lot of talk about Warrior fans being in the building and Sacramento Kings season ticket holders selling their tickets and don't sell your tickets because we don't want the Warrior fans in there. Folks, let me explain something to you, okay? And I hope you understand where I'm coming from when I say this. The Kings are playing the Golden State Warriors, okay? The Warriors have seen it all. They've done it all. They're the defending world champions, all right? It doesn't matter to the Warriors whether there are 18,000 crazy, screaming, loud Sacramento Kings fans or 50,000 loud, crazy, screaming fans, okay? The crowd is going to have absolutely zero impact on the Golden State Warriors. It's not going to make any difference, okay? So it's not going to matter whether you have 5,000 Warrior fans, 1,000 Warrior fans, no Warrior fans, 100% Sacramento fans. You're playing the Warriors. You think the Warriors really are, you know, (laughs) it's going to affect how they play? It's a non-issue, okay? It's a non-issue. So you know what? If the Kings fans want to sell their tickets, yeah, I would agree. You wait until, you wait what, since 2006? To go to the playoffs and now you're going to sell your tickets? I mean, I don't understand that, okay? But it's not my money, okay? And I'm not going to tell people how to spend their money and whatever, okay? But for you fans out there, I think it's going to matter whether there are Warrior fans or not in the building. It's going to have an impact on how the Kings – it's not going to have an impact on anything, okay? It's a non-issue. So we need to move on from that. It's an absolute non-issue. Now, it may be a bad look. I'll, I'll, I'll go along with that. It's going to be a bad look, you know, for TV. And if you're at the game and you're supporting the Kings and there are 5,000 Warrior fans there, yeah, I would agree it's a bad look. That I would go along with. But it's not going to have any impact on the game. That that makes no difference. Makes no difference at all. All right, so what do I think is going to happen in this series? Sacramento is going to have to play four A to A-plus games to beat the Golden State Warriors. Okay, that's number one. Number two. I don't know what kind of impact Andrew Wiggins is going to have in this series. He hasn't played in a long time. All right? So I would think that he's not just going to step on the floor in game one and be the Andrew Wiggins that you're accustomed to seeing. Maybe, but I would say it's more unlikely than likely. Here's what I do know about this series. The Golden State Warriors, with five minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, in a close game, are not going to beat themselves, okay? You're going to have to beat the Warriors. They're not going to make the dumb mistakes at the end of games, okay, to beat themselves. You're going to have to beat them. They've been there. They've done it. They got all the players they need. And 
Last time I looked, they have Steph Curry. So the Kings are going to have to play A to A-plus basketball to win this series. Can they do it? Honestly, I'm not really sure that they can do it. I'm really not. Okay, if you told me that the Kings would win this series, I wouldn't be shocked, but I would be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked because the Kings have shown over the 82 games that they're pretty good. Now, I did a podcast on this. Okay, I did a podcast on this on Friday. And I talked about the signature wins and the bad losses. And the bad losses way outnumbered the signature wins. Okay, the Warriors are the real deal. But they're not what you would expect after watching them play this year. In other words, the Warriors had a very Jekyll and Hyde season. They had a lot of issues. But they know how to play in the playoffs. And they know how to win. And they know what it takes to win. So the, the, the that is a big aspect of this series that I cannot just overlook. It's a big deal. That's why the Kings are going to have to play A to A-plus basketball for four games to win this series. All right, I want to hear from you. Hit me up. All right? I want to hear from you. Who's going to be my leadoff, man or woman, today? Who's going to lead me off? All right, you want to talk about the Masters? You want to talk about anything else? But I have a feeling that we're going to be talking about the Kings and the Warriors. And don't forget, speaking of the Kings and the Warriors, Jerry Reynolds is going to join us for a playoff preview special Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Wednesday over on YouTube. If you don't like that, Jerry Reynolds will join Ryan and yours truly for a playoff preview show. Looking forward to that coming up on Wednesday. All right, let's get this show rolling. And why don't we start with Jeff? Jeff, how are you today? I'm doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm well, thank you. You had John Rom. You picked him to win. Well, come on. Everyone picked John Rom to win. So, I mean, you know, I, I I appreciate that, but that's not a really, that wasn't a really, like, you know, going out on a limb is, is what I'm saying. And, I picked and, the number one player in the world. That's not going out on a limb. And and if you had Phil Mickelson coming in second, raise your hand. Wow. Wow. No kidding. <laughs> uh, and that was a shame about Tiger. I mean, come on. Him limping around the course and can barely, barely walk and stuff. I I don't know. Is it time for him to hang it up or what? Well, he knows that better than you or I. He knows his body better than you or I. So, you know, he'll make that decision. Um, I think he should hang up driving. I don't think he should drive anymore based okay. on his track record. But, um, you know, he knows his body. He knows what he can do. I mean, he looked pretty good on Thursday. And, you know, until the inclement weather came, it wasn't a problem for him. So, you know, he'll play. I think he'll play in the majors. Okay. So, well, I'm looking forward to the Kings and, and the Warriors. And uh, like you said, it's going to take four, four A-plus games to pull it off. And I got to give uh, the – Stephen A. some credit, and these guys, some of them, some of them finally gave the Kings props today. They finally gave them the, you know, this morning on the shows. They well, said, how could you not? They're the third seed in the West. They won 48 games this year. If you're not going to give them props, then, you know, you probably don't know what the hell you're talking about. This is a good team. I don't know if they're a great team. I don't, th I'm not ready to say that, but they're a very good team, and they proved it. Right. Even Kendrick Perkins picks them to go to the, to the Western Finals. Yeah, I don't see I don't I don't see that happening, but um, right. I'm just but, you know again take it take it one series at a time. Right. I'm saying so well it's gonna be interesting, you know, it's gonna take some bonus with those double doubles and tri triple doubles and Fox he, he can just play uh like he plays in the fourth quarter most of the games. He can't wait to turn it on to the against the Warriors. That's one thing. You can't get yourself way behind, and you can't wait to the fourth quarter or the middle of the third quarter all of a sudden start playing. You got to play from the get-go. Well, the other aspect, uh, Gary Payton, I think, is going to have a big role in this series for Golden State. They're going to need him to guard Fox at times, and I think he's going to be a guy that, if you're looking at this from the Warriors, he could have a very important role in this series. Right, right. Okay, Grant, you have a good one. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye -bye. Good hearing from you. You know, the Kings feel very confident 
you know, they, I don't know if they're very confident at home, but you know, they're very confident on the road, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't rely on that in this series. The Warriors have a great home record. Uh, I, I wouldn't, you know, the home court here, the Kings better figure out a way to start winning at home or this will be a quick series if they don't, because I, I don't see them, you know, they could win one game in San Francisco. I don't, I don't see them winning more than one game there. I really don't. All right, let's move along to uh, Connor right here on this Monday. Hello, Connor. Hey, Grant. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Obviously, I want to talk about the Kings and stuff, but I wanted to mention a few things about the Masters first. I actually sat down and watched a lot of the last round, which is probably the first time in my life I've actually watched a round of golf in its entirety. So it was really cool to see Rom. He did great. And one thing I noticed about him, he just didn't make very many mistakes. I mean, he just – he never really messed up enough to give anybody else a chance nope. to get in the door and have a chance. Fairways and greens, you know, and then he makes a couple putts. I mean, but he, he doesn't beat himself. You're absolutely correct. He keeps the ball in play. He doesn't get in trouble. You know, he doesn't put a crooked number on the card. And that's why he's the number one player in the world. He's won four times already this year, and it's only April. Yeah, and how about that pairing of Phil Mickelson and Jordan Spieth? They both had great final days. And yep. it's really interesting to see CBS not really talk about Mickelson at all. I'm sure that's it's because awful. of the live golf rumors and stuff. But what a performance from Mickelson at that age to do what he just did. It was amazing. No one picked Phil to do that. Phil's been playing horrible on the live tour. And for him to come over and play the way he did at the Masters is unbelievable. I mean, he was in contention on Sunday. I mean, think about that. And they finished in second place at eight under. That's um, that's remarkable. Yeah, and then how about that amateur finishing that high up? Yep. I mean, that's got to be Wasn't a that great story. That yeah. was a great story. I mean, he, that was fun to watch. I mean, it, it, it's just, you know, it's amazing how many great golfers there are that are coming up through the pipeline that – you know, we're just starting to hear about now that are going to be the next stars of the game. They're, the, the, the game is in really good hands. And I don't know if there's that dynamic, you know, I mean, I, people always want to compare, you know, the up and coming studs to Tiger Woods. That's not fair. I mean, Tiger's once in a generation, you know, he's Jack Nicklaus. He's he's that guy. Those, those, those players don't come along very often. But it, I enjoyed watching the golf coverage, too. I watched all of it yesterday. I wish there had been drama in the back nine. There really wasn't any drama. You knew John Rahm had it in control. And, you know, after really that par three 12th, when, you know, Kepka bogeyed that hole, you just knew that Rahm was not going to lose the tournament then. You just knew it. Yeah, I agree. And then one thing before I get to the Kings, I had to mention what a milestone for Connor McDavid to hit 150 points. Amazing. Yes. It's insane. The, I saw that Gretzky did it nine times. I mean, he's just on a different level. That's yep. incredible. Just to see McDavid do it once, I think he's only a handful of players in the history of the game to do it. But just to, it just shows how great Gretzky was that he did that nine times in his career. You have no idea. And I and I and when I'm saying that, I'm, I'm obviously – you do have an idea. But I watched him play so much, and I watched him play in person a lot. There's just never been anyone like Wayne Gretzky. Connor McDavid is the closest thing to Wayne Gretzky that I've ever seen. And I don't mean to discredit Mario Lemieux or Sid the Kid, you know, who, who are obviously tremendous hockey players. But Gretzky has always been uh, head and shoulders above everyone else. Connor McDavid is the closest thing that I've seen to Wayne Gretzky. And I'll tell you something about McDavid. I don't recall, and I really mean this, I can't re remember the last player that I could compare Skating-wise to him, Connor McDavid's skating ability is unlike any player that I can remember. His skating, he's hes just an amazing skater. He has incredible speed. He can turn it on. He has, he's just, he's unbelievable. I don't know what else to say. He's truly remarkable. Yeah, he leaves me speechless with a lot of the stuff he does. Yep. So, yep. NBA, obviously, we we're talking about the Mavericks and that whole dumpster fire. But it's embarrassing. Another, another dumpster fire yesterday. What about the Timberwolves with all that chaos oh. with Gobert and then McDaniels breaking his wrist, oh. punching a wall? I mean, what are, I mean, not not very smart decisions going right into the play in. Well, you think about Gobert didn't, didn't even go on the team plane today to Los Angeles. He's not even playing tomorrow. How about that? You're playing in a. You know, a game that you have to win. Well, I mean, they, they could lose and they get one other opportunity. But, I mean, how about that? The the Can you imagine, I mean, how you face your teammates after that and now you can't even play in the biggest game of the year? That's unbelievable to me. 
Yeah, it's remarkable. I heard, I think the Timberwolves gave him a one-game suspension, so he'll be with yes. the team if they have a second game or if they get well, they, to a seven-game right. series. That's correct. Yep. But, I mean, what message is that sending to your organization to just, I mean, if, I saw Rudy Gobert on Twitter responded a while back. It was resurfacing with him commenting on Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole, and it all kind of comes full circle. So that was a little yep. funny. Yep. Now, I wouldn't compare the punch that Gobert threw to the punch that Draymond Green. I mean, Dray- Draymond sucker punched Poole. I mean, you know, Gobert gave him a little shot to the, to the you know, chest area. I can't compare the two. But the act itself is stupid. I, I, I mean, it's, it's beyond comprehension to me what's, what some athletes do. I, I just – it defies logic to me. It really does. Yeah, and then finally getting to this Kings Warrior series. It's obviously – it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be – Really great series overall, but comes down to Steph Curry and just the player he is in the playoffs. And obviously you said in the final five minutes, the Warriors aren't going to beat themselves. I mean, it's it's a good luxury that the Kings have the best clutch player in the NBA, but it's yet to be proven if that's going to continue into the playoffs. Well, let's let's just call it the way it is. As good as De'Aaron Fox is, you're going to take Steph Curry in that matchup. I'm taking Klay Thompson over Kevin Herter, okay? Um I'm definitely taking some bonus over anyone else that they have. Draymond Green, though, it, the Kings don't have a Draymond Green. And very few teams have a Draymond Green. He impacts the game in so many different ways. But this is this game is going to be won or lost in the backcourt. And to me, you know, the Warriors have an edge. And I'll tell you another guy that's going to have a big role in this series is Gary Payton Jr. Gary Payton is going to have a big role in this series. He's going to be a big help for the Warriors. Yeah, I totally agree about that. And then something that I haven't heard really anyone talk about, I thought it was strange, was the Kings kind of playing their starters in that Nuggets game for the first half. That kind of came to me as a surprise. I didn't know if that was expected, but it didn't really make a lot of sense to me. I, I, I Here's what I think. First of all, I was against what the Kings did on Friday night. I think the Kings made a mistake on Friday night by resting their players. I was I was totally against that. I think that you know, with the Kings not playing until Saturday, I think Mike Brown felt that since he didn't play the guys on Friday, that was too much time off and they could get rusty. And that's why he played the guys in the first half on Sunday. It was just there's too much time between games. And so he didn't want to go that long without his players being in a game. That's that's what that boils down to. Yeah, that makes sense. And then a couple of facts I learned about the this King series is that they're the biggest underdog of a top three seed since 1990. So that's really that's pretty interesting. I think they're giving. Where, where'd, you re, where'd you read that? I just got, I think it was an ESPN notification. It just seems wow. like they're not, it seems like they're giving the Warriors a lot of credit because they're defending champs and they're really underrating the Kings, even though they're in the third spot. So that was interesting to me. And then. Well, I got to be objective. I, I'm not, I'm not picking the Kings to win this series. I mean, I, I'm, I'm being a objective. I'm calling it the way it is. I will be surprised. Uh, excuse me, I will be shocked if the Kings win this series. I won't be surprised because the Warriors have really been up and down this year. But, I mean, if I'm going to really analyze this series, the Warriors should win. They're a better team than the Kings. They have better players. Yeah, my non-biased prediction is that the Warriors win it in six games. But, obviously, I wouldn't be shocked if the Kings did it. Just we haven't seen this in so long. I'm not sure that they can keep riding this train. and Because if they beat the Warriors in a series – I feel like I think you've said this a couple of times. It gives them a great chance to win that second series. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I would agree with that totally. They would they they're not gonna have to play Phoenix until the Western Conference Finals. So to me, that's the one team you don't want to play. I can't forecast, you know, first of all, I don't even know who's gonna be the seventh seed. I, I think it's gonna be the Lakers. So the Lakers play Memphis. Now you don't have Steven Adams for Memphis. I think the Lakers will win that series. If the Lakers beat Minnesota tomorrow. I think the Lakers will actually beat Memphis, all right? And then you'd have to be, you know, if you're Sacramento, you got to play the Lakers in the second round. And if they're healthy, I don't think they could beat the Lakers with LeBron and Anthony Davis. That's But, but again, I don't think they're going to beat the Warriors. But if they do, the Kings got as good a chance as anyone to come out of the West that they beat the Warriors. I really believe that. I think the Warriors, to me, I, I got to tell you this, Connor, if the Warriors end up in the NBA Finals again, I'm not going to be shocked. I'm not going to be shocked at all. Yeah, neither would I. And then uh, talking about the game on Saturday, I saw that it's the most expensive first-round game on record ever. So that's pretty insane. Obviously, 
it ends the 16-year drought and stuff. But that's pretty interesting how expensive the tickets are and how much cheaper the tickets are at Chase Center for games three and four. That is amazing, isn't it? That is absolutely remarkable. I, I didn't even know that. I haven't been following the prices of the tickets. That's pretty amazing. That is really amazing. All right, so let's have some fun here. It's Monday. The game's not until Saturday. Let's just round it off and say there are going to be 18,000 people at the game. How many Warrior fans do you think will be at the game on Saturday? What do you think? 3,000? Yeah, I was going to say 4,000, probably somewhere in the okay. ballpark of three to five. But like uh, like you said, I don't think it has an impact on either team. doesn't. It's a non-issue. It's yeah, not going to look good. It's not going to look good to have three to 5,000 Warrior fans in a building. I mean, let's be honest. It's not going to look good. But in terms of impact in the game, it's going to have no impact on the game. Yeah, the last thing I have to mention about this, I've heard people on Twitter and social media saying that this is going to be a great series, Kings-Warriors, great rivalry. I don't see this as a rivalry at all, at least no. not yet. The Warriors, have, no. they've absolutely owned the Kings in the past couple of years. And when the Kings were great, the Warriors were awful. We saw it was it's never been a rivalry. That they're Stupid, both good at the same time. So It's never, it never been a rivalry. Yeah, don't the teams have to both be good for it to be a rivalry and competitive? I've always thought so. Um, I mean, the, the, the Kings and Warriors, it's never been a rivalry. It never. I started doing the games in 1988. Even back then, it wasn't a rivalry. You know, the Kings had the rivalry with Dallas. That was a big rivalry when they played each year in the playoffs. The Lakers goes without saying. The Jazz and the Kings were a big rivalry because both teams were good and they played each other. The Kings and the Warriors have never been a rivalry. Yeah, and I'll take this last question off the air. The NBA has attendance and sellout record this year. Are you surprised by that? that? And what do you think about that? Um, I, I I am surprised by that, but to me, the big telltale of whether the NBA is moving forward or not is TV ratings and what's going to happen with their next TV contract. So I was surprised when I saw that. I, I was surprised because it doesn't make sense to me because the TV ratings have not been good, especially the national games. And if that trend continues, I wonder how that's going to impact the TV negotiations for the next contract. That's really what drives the league, not ticket sales. I'm not saying ticket sales aren't important, but that's not what drives the league monetarily. It's the TV contracts. It's the TV money. That's what dictates really the NBA salary cap for the most part. Yeah, that's a good point. Look forward to all your shows this week. It's a pretty exciting hey, thank you. time. I appreciate you. Have a good one, all right? You too. All right, take care. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls as uh, we move right along here. and. We say hello to Isaac. Hello, uh, Isaac. Hey, hey, Grant. How are you doing today, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, it's a good day in Sacramento. Um, you know, the sun is out. You know, it's getting a little hot over here. I'm not, I'm not sweating like a fat girl yet, but but the weather out here is perfect. <laughs> okay, well, that's good to know. Man. But um, but yeah, I, you could feel you could feel the atmosphere and everywhere here. Just going to the stores, going to different areas, and talking Kings. You see a couple of Warriors fans walking by, and I'm over here talking shit to them excuse my language, but you know, it, that, that's the type of environment that uh, this week is building up for this Saturday. But um, yeah, you, you guys were talking about tickets and uh, today they went on sale at 12 o'clock today. And let me tell you, man, that the, the wait time for that took forever. Um, that, that experience of just being on Ticketmaster, 2000 plus people waiting. And, um, you know, I try to get a ticket, but you know, I'm just going to wait to see what, what's going to go on with late with my friends later on. But, um, I saw a tweet today. Um, there was a fan that actually tweeted today saying, um, I was curious what the most expensive tickets were for game one, and I'm dying at the service fees. So so check this out, Grant. So these tickets are like close to to the, the court side, and right. each, each ticket is $4,900. And this is a resale ticket. $4,900. So check this out. Wow. Guess how much the service fees for each ticket is for, for, for Ticketmaster. Wow. Uh, all right. I'm just going to guess and say 10%. And, <laughs> well, I don't know how much that is, but the service fee for each ticket is $1,237. Oh, get out of here. That's that's 25. That's almost 25%. That's ridiculous. Grant, can I DM you this? Uh, let me send this to you right now. It's actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll send this to you right now. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, unbelievable yeah. to me. It, wow. It, that's it unbelievable. 10% would have been roughly, uh, well, would have been $490. Okay. But you're telling me how much again? 
so for four thousand nine hundred dollars. Wow. For 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 one ticket for a service fee, just for one service fee for the ticket is one thousand two hundred dollars. And go that's, ahead. I you know what? That that's just that's ridiculous. I, that's I just sent you. I just sent you the. <laughs> okay. I'll look it up. Hey, I, yeah, I, look I, it up, I, I really appreciate you letting me know that. That's mind-boggling to me. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. So I, I mean, you know, it, even the nosebleeds. I mean, the cheapest you could find right now on TickPick, you know, on 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 the resale on Ticketmaster, the probably the cheapest ticket you'll get is probably like around four hundred and eighty dollars if you're lucky. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, but but average I've seen it was about five hundred to five hundred and fifty dollars for just a pair of tickets in the nosebleed. So in the nosebleed, I tell you, I bet you, I bet you, I bet you, a lot of people are going to sell their tickets. I really think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, it's it's uh it's a golden ticket. Granted, sixteen it's been sixteen years, and these fans are you know I mean they could you know I, I do what you want with your tickets. That's fine. I mean, but you know it, it it's crazy to just really put this into into perspective to see how wow. how valuable these tickets are for the first playoff game in so many years. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. Hey Isaac, I really appreciate you uh, sending me that and the information, buddy. Thanks very much. All right, check it out, Grant. All right, thank you for having me on. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you very much. Okay. How about that? Wow. All right, let's move along to Waggus. Hello, Waggus. Hey, Grant. So, obviously, wanting to talk about the Kings. I mean, I'd be shocked if it went six games. I think it'll be over in five. But, you know, you know, I mean, it's still going to be a very successful year. And I really want to see how the Kings go down. Do they go down competing? Do they just lay? down there because the Warriors are going to punch him in the mouth multiple times. Maybe, maybe in game one, you're going to see that. Um, so, I mean, I would be shocked if it goes six games. Um, any thoughts on that? I wouldn't be shocked if it goes six. I think the Kings have shown all year they're resilient. They play very well on the road. They're high scoring. I mean, the only way the, the only way this series doesn't go six games if the Kings collectively just don't make threes, the Kings have to make threes to win this series. And, you know, we've seen games where they don't shoot the ball. Well, if you don't shoot the ball well against this Warriors team, you will lose. So, you know, that, that's, that is paramount. You, you better make your open shots in this series. The Warriors don't defend anybody. So it's not like the Kings are going to be going against a staunch defense. You better make, you better make your shots in this series against this team because you're playing a team that can score just like you can score. Yeah, and and uh, you, I mean, what I'm trying to say is that this is the first time we're going to see De'Aaron Fox, you know, our star, right? Yes. In a yep. playoff role, so so that's what I want to see. I want to see how he handles himself, you know, because I get it, you know, like playoffs are completely different. I mean, I've seen players crumble. I mean, I I, I know you said this many times about James Harden, right? Regular season yep. versus postseason. So that that's what I'm excited about. But I do think the future is bright. Uh, either way, I'm just, you know, I'm just happy <laughs> that I can't believe the Kings are on in late April on ABC. Um, so um, I thought I would never see the day. Um, so, yeah. And uh, also, I wanted to kind of get your take on another series about Clippers and Phoenix. How much of a chance do you think the Clippers have? I give them about a 25 to 30 percent chance. And is that I don't think they Jordan, match up. Right? They don't. I don't think they match up with Phoenix at all. Uh, I think okay. Phoenix is going to win this series in five games. Oh wow! Okay, and then, and then you really have the Lakers beating Memphis, right? Uh, I think without Stephen Adams, I could see the Lakers winning that series. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously, nothing would be great for the Kings to win and the Lakers to win. And could you imagine that series if we no. do make it out? I mean, if, the, if the Kings beat the Warriors and play the Lakers in the second round, oh, my gosh. These next six yeah. weeks are going to be like unlike any six weeks you've ever experienced before. Will, will you fly back out if it's Kings-Lakers? Uh, I don't know. I, I got to see what's going on in my life and everything else. So I, I wouldn't say okay. never, but I right now I can't answer that question. All right, well, Grant, I just want to say, you know, I'll, I'll be calling, obviously, try to call every day, but it's a pleasure talking to you in late April about the Kings. Yes, it is. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, Appreciate Thank that. You. Of course, it's not late April yet, but it will be when the Kings are still playing. So that's the I, – I understand where you're coming from. All right, let's get to uh, Eli. Hello, Eli. How are you today? Grant, good. I'm good. How are you? I'm well. Thank you, buddy. 
Hey, do you give the Kings a higher chance to beat the Warriors than you do for the Clippers to beat the Suns? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so would you put that in like maybe the 40%-ish range? Yeah, I think the Kings have a 40 to 45% chance of winning this series. Again, the unknown, there's too many unknowns in this series for me as it relates to the Kings. As Waggis just said, I don't really know what how De'Aaron Fox is going to play. I also am worried about Keegan Murray, you know, as a rookie going against this team in the playoffs. That, that to me, is going to be an issue. Um, I, I know how the Warriors are going to play. I don't really know how certain members of the Kings are going to play, and that's why I'm picking the Warriors to win this series. And, and the other reason why I'm picking the Warriors to win this series is the same reason why I picked the Warriors to beat the Celtics last year. The Warriors have Steph Curry. The Celtics don't have Steph Curry. The Kings yeah. don't have Steph Curry. The Warriors have Steph Curry. I think he's the best playoff performer in the NBA, and I can't go against him. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with that. And I think it was uh, Connor who said that he picks, or maybe it was you or Connor who said that, that you think the Warriors will win in six. And I think that's Yeah, Connor right. said that. Yep. Yeah, I uh -huh. think I, I pretty much agree. I think that's pretty much right. The only, I guess it's, it could, and we, we watch the games because anything can happen, right? I mean, the Warriors are not a good road team, but the Kings are not a good home yep. team. We're going to have all, the fans are going to be mixed into both arenas. So there's a lot of unknowns and anything really could happen. And that's why we watch the games. But of course, uh, I think we're on the same page with the predictions um and speaking of the fans i wanted to follow up on another thing you said you think there might be about four thousand warriors fans in the in the king's building i think it'll be That's higher what, than i think it'll be it higher might, than that it might be i mean it could very well be higher than that um again it's not going to have any bearing or impact on the game it'll be a bad look for sacramento I mean, it's going to be a bad look on tv and it's going to be you know bad for the fans that are rooting for sacramento if there are that many warrior fans in the building but that's something you can't worry about. And again, it's not going to have any impact on the game. So I wouldn't lose sleep over it. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm worried about it or I would lose sleep over it. But would it shock you if it was closer to like half of the building that was? Oh, yeah, that would shock me. That would, would uh, it? I would be blown away. Yeah, the Kings haven't been in the playoffs since 2006. You're going to tell me that half the building is going to be Warrior fans? Yeah, that would that would shock me. Well, the reason, the reason I wouldn't be shocked is just because of how many people from the Bay are living in Sacramento, and you could argue a lot of them have more disposable income to purchase the tickets as well. So I think for those reasons, that might, it wouldn't shock me. Well, again, I would be shocked. If you're telling me there are going to be 9,000 Warrior fans at the game on Saturday, I'm sorry, that would shock me. Well, yeah, I guess we'll find out. Maybe it'll be somewhere in between those uh, those numbers. Yep. But um, the last thing I was going to ask you is, um, I haven't heard any updates on this, but I think the Kings were going to do watch parties for away games inside of Golden One Center. Did they do that in the past at, I, at Arco? Not to the best of my knowledge, but I, it's been so damn long, I can't remember. But I, I don't believe so. Okay, yeah, because I read that they were going to do that, but I haven't seen any announcements about that. So it's Interesting, yep. Anyway, we'll see what, yeah, we'll see what happens. But uh, all right. Thanks, Grant. Thank you. Don't forget that uh, coming up on Wednesday, Jerry Reynolds will join Ryan and myself. We'll have our playoff preview show at 7 o'clock this Wednesday. And then Ryan and I will be live at Bennett's in Roseville. Pre-game, halftime, post-game watch party. We'll be hanging out with you. So uh, come on down and watch the game with us at Bennett's in Roseville. we got a lot of people that want to talk. And we are going to get to uh, Jerry. Hello, Jerry. How are you today? I'm doing all right. Um, how about yourself? I'm well, thank you. All right, listen, I kind of want to talk about the whole ticket situation. Obviously, everyone's real excited that... Yeah, and I need you to speak. I know you're on a speaker, and I understand why, but I need you to speak up a little bit. Oh, I got you. Uh, is, this, is this a little louder for you? Yeah, that's a little better. Thank you. All right, cool. Yeah, sorry. I'm just driving right now, but I kind of yeah, had to get better. in the conversation. Um, but anyway... Um, yeah, I kind of wanted to confirm on the ticket situation. I remember Isaac uh, was talking about, like, the fees and everything. Uh, so I was lucky enough to get uh, Game 5 uh, for face value. Um, obviously, I think there's going to be a Game 5. I think it's going to 6. But anyway, the point is, um, I think uh, before fees, uh, the tickets were, like, 170 And then total with fees, each ticket costed, like, around it was uh, 222 each. Uh, for game five, obviously, in the nosebleeds, that was the cheapest thing we can get. Uh, game one, it was ridiculous. The lowest thing was, like, you know, if you want to go to game one, you got to at least spend $500. Uh, that's too rich for my blood. Um, but anyways, yeah, because I really wanted to go to another playoff game. Uh, I was looking at tickets at the Chase Center, and uh, this was obviously on the second market because I did my research. And uh, the Warriors tickets were already sold on uh, April 6th. 
uh, pre and uh, obviously the uh, current sales. So they were all sold out anyway. Um, and the tickets on StubHub um, were about $180. And then after fees, we each got a ticket. Uh, it was $236 each. Uh, so he wasn't lying. Those fees are ridiculous. I don't know, like, you know, what exactly the percentages on that. Um, but they really hike up the fees. Uh, a lot of people aren't really too happy about that. But I mean, it is what it is. They're taking advantage of a hungry market. Um, you know, obviously, sports fans, concert fans, all that stuff. Uh, it is what it is, though. But most importantly, uh, it's going to be my first playoff game ever, like ever in sports. Uh, it's going wow. to be at the Chase Center, unfortunately. But I mean, you know, something's better than nothing. So, yeah, that's going to be a, You're taking a date with you, right, Jerry? Is that right? That's what you're doing, right, Jerry? Uh, I'm taking the boys if we count that as a date. I'm taking, <laughs> I'm taking the boys. Uh, we, got a, we, got a, we got a good friend that lives uh, in San Francisco. So, you know, might as well make it a weekend, uh, get up there Friday night. <laughs> And then yep. uh, obvious, obviously uh, get a little rowdy. Uh, it's supposed to be, I, I think, game four because we were looking at the league schedule. It's, it looks like it's going to be on the 22nd on Saturday. Uh, so, I mean, that's why we, we did game four. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be one of those things where I've been waiting a long-ass time. And I'm, you know, 30 years old right now. I've never been to a damn playoff game ever in my life. Um, so, I mean, you know, in a couple of weeks from now, or, you know, two, three, whatever it is, what, yeah, 20 seconds. So, yeah, a couple of weeks, um, you know, it's going to be incredible to have that experience. It just took a long-ass time to get it. So, yep. Um, Enjoy. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's, it's, uh, it's going to be one of those deals, though. But, yeah, I just wanted to mention that. Obviously, yeah, ticket price is ridiculous. And, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a crazy environment uh, come this Saturday, too. So, throwing a party. You're invited, Grant, if you can make it all the way to Sacramento. So uh, we'd love to have you as I'm cooking ribs and uh, chicken wings. So if you like that, uh, come on over. Thank you, buddy. Well, just so you know, and I appreciate the call, uh, I'm going to be at Bennett's in Roseville on Saturday for a watch party. Ryan and I are doing the show out there. So I appreciate that. If you get done early and you want to pop over to Bennett's in Roseville, we can hang out together. All right. You can do that as well. Give you another option. All right. Let's get to some more phone calls. And we welcome in Anita. Anita, how are you on this Monday? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Grant? I'm well. Thank you so much. Wonderful, wonderful. I mean, you know, I don't know what else I could say as I've been listening in. Everybody's pretty much said everything. But there was an interesting comment that um, Mike Brown made uh, after the game in Denver. And uh, one of the media was asking him about De'Aaron Fox. And, you know, you know, we all know what De'Aaron does in fourth quarter. You know, he's fourth quarter Fox this, that, and the next. And so the media person asked him, well, what is playoff Fox going to look like? Mike Brown just kind of smiled and said, I don't know. I haven't seen playoff Fox. So <laughs> right. I just thought that was that was just beautiful because who has seen playoff Fox? We haven't Nobody. seen playoff Fox. So <laughs> we right. don't know what playoff Fox looks like. We, we've seen, um, I remember watching Domas when, in, when he was with um, the Pacers. I've seen him in the playoffs. I've seen Barnes in the playoffs. Yep. Uh, I've seen Kevin Herter. I know in that one series with Atlanta, um, he was a, I mean, he was a monster. So we don't know. So we kind of know what they did, but that's been a while for them. When's the last time Barnes was in the playoff, right? Yeah, we, we, we don't know how Keegan Murray is going to do in the playoffs either. I mean, that's a lot of pressure for the Rook, a lot of pressure yeah, for him. And yes, Davion coming off the, now he's at the experience of playing in the college tournament with Baylor and winning. So he may... Surprise. Yeah, but all these guys, all these guys have been on a big stage in college. But you're right, yeah. NBA is a different animal. It's a different animal, and so we just don't know. So I think that I'm kind of I'm not saying Warriors and six or Kings and seven or anybody and anything. I need to see the first game because I just don't know what playoff anybody yep. in the Kings looks like yet. So I'm just kind of waiting to see what you know what it looks like and. Um, you know, when back in 0203, uh, no, what was the one we played the Lakers? Was that 020? Yep, 02 and 02. Yep, and, yep. and and game seven, our guys choked. Yep, they, uh, they did choke at the free throw line 14 they missed really, free throws. Yep, so and that was our best team ever, right? So, yep, yep, you know, so this is but the pressure is good, the atmosphere is going to be great for them. They got to get this experience. I would love it if they could pull it out. But they've got to get the experience and, you know, maybe they don't, you know, get there this year, but it's a step closer. You, you just got to get that experience and there's only one way to get it and that's to play the games and then um, and build and work from there. Um, so we'll see uh, 
come Saturday is gonna is gonna be um amazing. And um, do you remember Grant? I don't know how many people on the call remember that series against the Lakers, but do you remember Sacramento being like a ghost town whenever the games were aired? Oh yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it well, was I, a I ghost was, town. <laughs> I mean, I I was doing the games, so I mean, but I I used to I knew that I knew that everybody was completely uh, enthralled in their lives revolved around the two and a half hours that the Kings were playing the Lakers. So I'll tell you this, I was doing the radio. I was doing the games down in LA of that series on radio by myself in games three and four. And I literally, when I, I actually had people tell me that they stopped little league games. Okay. Stopped little league games to listen to my call uh, at the end of the game. Uh, the game four that Robert Ory hit the shot, people told me they actually stopped the Little League games and everyone was huddling around the radio listening to the end of that game, which is pretty amazing to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the day the earth stood still. Can you imagine the first game? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> the game you're gonna, you, uh, you and Ryan on Saturday after the game, post game is going to be lit. Um, yeah. And I'm here for yeah. it. I hope all the fans are here for it. Um, I'm excited. And, um, you know, let's go Kings and, you know, give them everything we got. Yep. Thank you, Anita. Take Thank care. Thank you. Have a great week. You too. Thank you so much. Let's get to uh, some other phone calls. And we say hello to Zach. Hello, Zach. Hey, Grant. Good to uh, talk to you. Same to you, Zach. Thank you. Um, so I just had a couple of questions. Um, like in, the, in this uh, first round series, like, who are you hoping that you would probably, like, expect them to play well? Well, I can pretty much tell you who's going to play well on the Warriors. Uh, I expect Harrison Barnes to play very well. I expect Sabonis to play very well. I expect Kevin Herter to play very well. And I expect De'Aaron Fox to play very well. I mean, Keegan Murray, I'm not expecting him to play well. I think he's going to have some real problems. But um, I'm expecting the Kings main guys to play well. There's no okay. reason to me why they shouldn't. And just like just like general knowledge, like like in a series like this for the Kings, like if they get blown out versus like taking it losing in a game seven, like how will that impact of how like the league respects them? You know, nothing. I, listen, the, the Kings might get blown out one of these games. It doesn't matter if you get blown out in a game. It matters how you do in the next game. So you know, to me, uh, this is not. You don't win this series in one game. This isn't the NCAA tournament. You know, I mean, I, I've, I've, the Kings lost game one of the NBA Western Conference Finals against the Lakers, you know, at home after working all year to get a home court advantage. And I really thought that was it. I thought they were done. And then before you know it, the Kings win game two and they win game three. And so, you know, there's really I, I don't pay too much attention in terms of, well, this team won this game. So that means you're going to win the next game. No, one game doesn't have any bearing on the next game. They're normally totally different. So. You know, if the Warriors come in and win on Saturday, to me, that doesn't mean the series is over, you know, any more than if the Kings win. I think both these teams, in order to win this series, I think both teams are going to have to win on the road. I think in order for the Warriors to win this series, they're going to have to win at least one game in Sacramento. And to me, if the Kings are going to win this series, they're going to have to win at least one game in San Francisco. Gotcha. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. I, I don't see the home court being that big of an issue in this series. I just don't. I, I really don't. I, I think that both teams will win on the other team's home floor. And again, I don't think the Warriors, I'm just telling you this, doesn't matter if there's 18,000 Warrior fans at the game on Saturday or no Warrior fans at the game on Saturday. It's going to have no bearing on the game at all. Zero. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls. And we say hello to Jerry. Hello, Jerry. Hey, Grant. How are you today, sir? Good, thank you. Hey, Grant, got a question for you, Grant. Uh, with the stuff that's going on with the Dallas Mavericks, where the hell is the commissioner at? You know, why Why the hell are you going to do an investigation when everybody knows what what happened? Where's he at? He's probably, he's probably trying to find out if it came from Mark Cuban. Did Cuban give the directive not to play anybody, or did it come from the general manager? That's probably what they're doing. But, yeah, everyone knows what the Mavericks did. They quit. Everyone knows. They, they quit. And Grant, uh, you're going to be at Bennett's with uh, Ryan and, and the crew. Um, do you know if you're going to bring any merchandise with you for that? I am. I am going to bring my merchandise with me. Uh, we're going to have shirts, and uh, I think we're going to have some gift cards that we're going to be handing out from Bennett's. So we're going to have a couple of things going on at halftime to keep people entertained. And 
so yeah, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be doing a lot of things on Saturday. Well, Grant, sounds like a fun time, my friend. Um, I'm gonna try to get out there, Grant, because uh, when you were here last time, um, I couldn't make it out because I was yeah. working night shift. Uh, but I'm gonna try to try to get there, sir. And uh, thank you for taking my call, Grant. Appreciate your show. Thank you, Jerry. All right, have a great week. Appreciate it. All right, if you want to get in on the program, uh, hit your hand icon, and we will do it. Don't forget Wednesday, our NBA playoff preview special with Ryan and Jerry Reynolds. That's at 7 o'clock on Wednesday. And then Ryan and I are going to be doing our show from Bennett's on Saturday. We'll probably do an hour pregame. Then we'll have time, and then you know we'll stay on as long as we need be after the game. And then we can hang out, watch the game together. That's going to be on Saturday at Bennett's in Roseville. Going to be a lot of fun. Kings, Warriors, this is going to be an unbelievable two weeks. John, how are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Grant, how are you on this gorgeous day? I'm doing well. It's great to be back in Sacktown. Oh, man, I hear you. Jeez, it seems like 16 years, huh? 17? <laughs> does seem like that, to be um, honest with you. <laughs> man, I just I just barely turned my phone on, and I don't know, something was going on. I missed most of your show today, but I definitely wanted to uh, give you a call. And um, I guess you're having a watch party this Saturday, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm having a watch party at Bennett's in Roseville. Uh, Ryan and I are going to awesome. be doing our show out there. Pre-game, halftime, and post-game. Awesome, Grant. Man, I hope I'm going to be able to make that. If not, I'm going to make one of the other ones. Are you going to be here yep. for the entire uh, the series? Yep. I'll be here. Yep, I'm going to be here, and I'm going to be doing uh, my shows uh, at some other locations as well. So stay tuned for that. But, yep, I'll be here for the whole series. I can't wait, Grant. I'm uh, so glad this is all happening and it's all working for you. And us Kings fan and and everything, man, it, this is, this is going to be fun as hell. And, uh, I know it seemed like the Clippers were going to be the way to go, but I'm still, I'm still anxious about playing the Warriors. I, I want to see what we can do against this team. And no matter how it goes, this season has been an absolutely fantastic start to what these Kings are starting to go through. It sure has. It's been unbelievable. Absolutely correct. Unbelievable. Nobody predicted this. No one. No. So it's, nope. it's, it's, it's going to be so much fun, Grant. And, um, I just wanted to chime in real quick and say thanks for everything you're doing. And man, I will see Thank you. you uh, I'm, I'm seeing you hopefully Saturday. If not, I'll, I'll be seeing you soon. Thank you, John. You have a good one, man. A, see you soon. You, you Take care. Pay, thanks. Thank Thank you. All right. Let's get to uh, Al. Hello, Al. Welcome to the program. How are you today, Al? Nate, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yep. Loud and clear. Hey, uh, I'm sporting my colors, man. I like that. I like that. You got the shirt. I like that. Oh, boy. <laughs> I like and, you know, I want to man. thank Ryan. I want to thank Ryan for he handled. I almost knocked me off a chair. And uh, my wife answered the door. We're both working from home. And he goes, and I didn't recognize it at first, but then I saw the shirt and said, oh, yeah. So it's a hand, a hand delivered. Wow, that's, that's yeah. service, man. Ryan's unbelievable, man. He he is unbelievable. He so, is so unbelievable. We're we're. I apologize. I've been out of touch, man. I, I've got a lot of things going on, you know. So, uh, it, but I'm okay. listening to the, the podcast, and and that by the way, uh, my wife and I got dinner reservations. She she's kind of on a shy side, so we're gonna have dinner at four, and then we're gonna join the group, at, you know, for the game. So good, you know, good. I like to get out there, there and yeah. It, she doesn't know anybody, you know. She's little, so I thought, okay, we'll have dinner, just the two of it, you know, instead of trying to yeah. eat. Like last time, I ate dinner at the bar, and talking to the young lady who was the bartender, found out she's a Colorado Avalanche, huge Colorado Avalanche fan, and didn't really uh -huh. follow the game. So I was kind of laughing with that. So uh, anyway, um, I was at the game on Friday with my my nephew, who's a diehard Warriors fan, and he's going, "Hey, Unc," of course I'm. He's giving me good nature to, uh, you know, trash talking the game. And oh, what's wrong? He's going. How come you're not excited? I go. I think I had a. I was. I might have yelled and hollered when anything good happened. So I might have did about maybe five 
five or so minutes of that because how could how could anybody get excited if how could any Kings fan be excited when the Kings didn't compete because they didn't play anybody? I mean, there, there was no reason to even go to the game. Yeah, I, I at that time I got the tickets. It was a couple of months ago, so I couldn't yeah, see I what was going on. And you know, it's funny that day. So the next day, I'm watching a we're at a, a get together, and I'm watching the the Clippers almost blow it to the to the Suns. And I know, I guess if the Clippers did, we don't. I think I recall on one of your shows or. Would the Clippers have been the preferred opponent over the Warriors? or would I would have rather played the Clippers than the Warriors, personally. I mean, there were two teams I didn't want to play uh, yeah. in the first round if I'm Sacramento. I didn't want to play the Lakers, and I didn't want to play the Warriors. But, you know, the Clippers wouldn't have been a cakewalk. Bottom line is no. the Kings are going to have to play well to win. doesn't matter who they're playing. They're going to have to play well. And quite yeah. frankly, they're going to have to play better than they have been playing. You know, you can't lose at home to Minnesota. You can't lose at home to San Antonio. You can't have games like that. They are going to have to play a lot better to beat the Warriors. You know what, man? I listened to your podcast breaking down the signature wins and the terrible yep. losses. I got to tell you, Dave, I was kind of depressed after that one because you're such a realist in your evaluations. You're straight realist and how the Kings have been fortunate to not have any real serious injuries, whereas every other team yep. said, like, Devin Booker went, went down for a long period. Of you know, I was so kind of depressed after that one. Oh, my God. You know, but yeah. Can you hear me? Well, I look forward to seeing you, my friend. I look forward to seeing you. Thank you very much for uh, buying a shirt, and uh, we're going to have a fun time. All right, buddy. I'm sorry I lost you. Take care. You take care, too. Good stuff from Al. All right. All don't right. forget, Wednesday, 7 o'clock, right here, Jerry Reynolds, Ryan, we got our playoff special. And then we're going to be at Bennett's on Saturday. So come on out and see us at Bennett's in Roseville. What a great way to start off the week. A lot of great calls. Appreciate all of you. This is going to be one heck of a ride. Let's all enjoy it together. All right. Thanks very much. It's great for me to be back in Sacramento. And I'll talk to each and every one of you soon. Have a great, great week. Talk to you tomorrow right here on Listen App and Wednesday over on YouTube, 7 o'clock, our NBA playoff preview special. So long, everybody.